You ready? Yep. Let's go. Alright, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. We're on episode number four. Can you believe it's been a month now that we've been doing this? One whole month. That's wild. Well, Jeez. welcome back, guys. Week four of this podcast. And yep. we got a lot of things exciting for this chat going on today. Uh, it will be just me and Alice today. I'm glad I'm back yep. from my hiatus. That's for sure. If you want to tell them our little agenda for the day. Oh, yeah. So the past week, week nine, was action-packed. It was intense. And it ended off with a lot of drama, a lot of st- stuff going on. Uh, we're here to talk about it. Uh, our main subject for the day today is going to be our power rankings for the midseason. We're going to talk about who we think is MVP, defensive player, go over some awards. Uh, later on in the episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our Week 10 matchups. Obviously, we all know it's a huge week. Uh, some huge games. Tarek is in, Tarek's involved in a lot of things, honestly. All the controversy, uh, everything that's uh, happening in the, throughout the league, it's always centered around Tarek. He's always, he always has a say in it. Um, this is partially true. <laughs> this is very partially true. Uh, we all, we, I'm sure we've all been in fantasy. Yeah, we've all been in fantasy leagues, and there's always uh, a I'll, guy that we hate, but probably it's become <laughs> me. We'll go over that later on as we, we'll get through. But let's dive into this. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, the big award, obviously, is MVP. I, I compiled my own top five, and I think mine's a little controversial. Uh, I got some people in there that's a little different. Uh, we went over ours earlier, and we kind of agreed on most of it. Uh, give them your number one. MVP uh, so far, midseason. So my number one has got to be Christian McCaffrey. I think, you know, he's mm-hmm. on pace right now to break Chris Johnson's uh, all-yard scrimmage from uh, yards from scrimmage record. Yep, that's, that's, that's an accomplishment. That's unreal, and especially you know, being in a situation where his starting quarterback is out, they don't really have an elite receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, that defense isn't a top notch like we think it is, and you know, for him to still be getting it done and be productive the way he is and be the workhorse, we don't see that anymore. We really don't. So I just think yep. that you know, if he holds this pace, this is Christian McCaffrey's race to lose. Yeah, man, just uh, that's what we're all hoping for, that he can stay on this path, man. And I, I agree with, with everything that you said. Uh, he's definitely, at this point in the season, I think a lot of people will agree that he's MVP. Uh, the only reason uh, I would probably give him a down vote is just because they always give MVPs to quarterbacks. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. Exactly. Exactly. That's the only thing that's going against him. Uh, he's shown that he's durable. He's uh, very consistent. And he's explosive, man. He, he has everything that you need out of your running back. And he's kind of studied that chip over there in Carolina overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He definitely has. He's, but, you know, what I love about Christian McCaffrey is he's really coming to his own. He was this scat mm-hmm. potentially, and, you know, he's become this RB1. But, um, yeah, so what about you, Alex? What is your number one? My, my number one, uh, Russell Wilson, just just because of the uh, quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, <laughs> he's He's been killing it. He's doing his Russell Wilson thing, and that that's a team without – that if you take Russell Wilson out that team – they are a disaster. Uh, I mean, defensively, they they don't have their identity that they used to. Uh, so Russell Wilson's always been been the leader of that team, even since the beginning. He always you kind of had that feel that he was he was built to be the Seattle Seahawks quarterback and the leader and and the guy that always carries him. Can't disagree. Honestly, the record speaks for themselves. And I think Russell Wilson. The thing about him that's really impressive is not just what he's doing; it's how he's doing. Some of these passes that he's making, right. some of these highlight reels that he's done with, with, let's be real, no real number one receiver. You know, he's had injuries all across the board mm-hmm. constantly with his tight end. 
And, you know, he was the highest paid quarterback going into this. And that was stir up some controversy. And honestly, I think he's stepping up to bat all across the board. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's honestly, he is my close number second. Um, mm-hmm. So since we've gone into him, I'll go with my third. My third is kind of a dark horse. Maybe, maybe not, I guess. But mine is Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you. He's, they're sitting at a beautiful yep. record. They just had a very impressive win at Foxborough. And I think he's developed element that he did at Louisville, he's brought it to the NFL with that swagger of his. You know, you watch him play, he's he's talking, he's playing rough, he's physical. He doesn't look like a second-year quarterback. This dude looks like he's in the middle of his prime and he's playing and he's ready to win this. So I really, I'm really impressed with what he's done, you know, with all the hate and scrutiny around him. He's really evolved. And I think he's, you know, he's going to make a dark horse run for it, especially if they keep winning. We're, we're watching Lamar Jackson grow up in front of our eyes, man. Last year, the criticism was he was just a running back. Now now he's a full-out quarterback. And he went into – or he the, he uh, faced the Patriots head-on, yep. took him on, and that's the, he struggled with him. Yep. Uh, he's coming into his own. Exactly. Um, so would you- Number three, I, I, would, I would stick with Lamar, too. Uh, this is not where the controversy starts. The controversy starts a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> For number four, who was yours? Uh, mine, you can't go wrong. Obviously, it's the GOAT. Tom Brady's got to be number four. I don't care what anybody says. The guy is still doing it. I am one of, I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady, but, man, do I respect this guy. His drive is insane. It's impressive, and it's baffling to me to see how he's doing it, the level he's doing it, the hunger that he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, to me, he's always going to be up there, number four. I feel like that's an easy pick to make, and that's this is where where you and I differ. Number four, uh, number four is Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Brady off this list for for right now. Uh, he's having, <laughs> I know, but he's he's having a uh, Aaron Rodgers having a great season too, man. the The focus isn't on him as much as it used to be, but he's been delivering. Uh, I think it's 2,400. He's on pace to throw 5,000 yards this year. Uh, High t- high touchdown to interception ratio. Without overall, he's been playing great. Back. Very impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely, Aaron Rodgers is my number five. Honestly, and he's my number five. And you know what? I want to put him over Brady. I do, but there's just been moments to me. It's MVP. I think losing that Philly game, you know, at the one yard line, mm-hmm. making a pass. He's a he's Aaron Rodgers is known to never turn it over. But for them to lose that game the way they lost. That's not an MVP in this season. And don't get me wrong. MVPs don't have – they. your season's not going to be perfect. You're going to have blemishes, guaranteed. But I'm not going to put him over someone who hasn't. So that's my responsibility, my thing on why Brady still gets the little notch over him, for me, prospectively. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of stats and – uh, this leads me to my number five, actually, and so this is a surprising pick because he leads the league in, in pass. He leads. He's he has one of the highest touchdown to pass uh, to interception ratios right now. My number five is Matthew Stafford. Uh, his team's been struggling, but he's been and playing at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is that? I think it was nineteen touchdowns and four interceptions, twenty five hundred yards already passing. Uh, he's shown the leadership, and it, unfortunately for him, his uh, his defense has not been up to par. His defense has been the worst in the NFL. Uh, I think they're rated number thirty-one uh, in total defense. Would you not? Uh, so it's. Would you not also though say that kind of supports his stats? You know, if you're what do you mean? Up points, you got to chase points. 
it's not like he's been chasing games. He's had leads in every in almost every fourth quarter this season. They've had. I respect the Matthew Stafford pick. I don't agree with it, obviously, just because I'm a fan of wins, and I believe <laughs> MVP in the NFL, you win. NBA, maybe other sports stats should matter more. But with the NFL, I believe wins matter overall because of the limited season, because how important each win is. You know, so I believe wins is the deciding factor to me when it's MVP. But I feel like we got a good list of five over here from both of us. I I really, I I can't can't go wrong with any of these guys. Um, But, you know, midseason, we'll see what happens. There's a whole lot of football left to play out. Next award, uh, for the next award, let's make our uh, midseason Super Bowl pick. Okay, okay, midseason Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll, we'll go AFC and we'll go NFC and then we'll pick a winner from that, both of us. Fair enough, fair enough. Go first. We'll start off with the AFC. For me, obviously, the Patriots will be in the AFC Conference Finals, I believe. No doubt, that's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. I still see the Kansas City Chiefs making it there and playing them, you know. So I do believe it's going to be Patriots, Kansas City. Go ahead with your... I'll go. Uh, I'll make mine. Uh, for the AFC, uh, Patriots, you, if, if you don't pick the Patriots, you don't know what you're talking about. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, my second part of the AFC, that's a tough one because there's a lot of really good teams. Baltimore showed me something this past weekend. Uh, Chiefs, uh, they're getting Mahomes back. They're going to be great. Uh, it, it's a toss up between Baltimore Chiefs. Uh, what other team? There's Houston. That's also a great team led by a great quarterback. Yeah. Buffalo is great too. You know, they're going to finish the season off strong. Yeah, yeah, you know, Houston will be a Houston will not be an easy out. Um, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go Ravens. They're 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 something new. They're fun. They're fun to watch. Well coached. Fair enough. Experienced. Fair enough. Um, jumping over to the NFC. With the NFC, I've got obviously shocker, shocker. It's the New Orleans Saints. I think they're the best team in football. You know, right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting the New Orleans New Orleans Saints right there. Um, I've got them playing the Packers, honestly. I feel like the Packers are really up there. I, I'm not hype on the Niners train. Maybe it's because I'm a Rams fan, but also it's because I'm not fully sold on, on them, to be honest with you. This is a team that last year, you know, their defense was very – they have holes, but their front is making up for those holes, I think, in their back. And I believe against better teams, they're going to have trouble. And I think those, you know, if you're in the playoffs and you got Aaron Rodgers – or Jimmy G, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. You know, so mm. me personally, I got the Saints and the Packers. Now I know we started off coming from the AFC coming out. I'll have to actually the Kansas City Chiefs. I do have them beating the Patriots. I actually have them out coming out. And with my NFC, I actually got the Saints. I think the Saints will do just enough to get past Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Okay. So wow. I got Chiefs in this Chiefs and the Saints. I'm I'm shocked you left out the entire NFC West. I, I thought for sure I'd have at least one NFC West team. No, 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 no. I believe. I'm sorry. I love my NFC West. I love my Rams. I love the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson is always on your team. You're always going to compete. But mm-hmm. I just think New Orleans is too dang complete all around the board. Very well coached. Very well trimmed. A great leader in Drew Brees. And I just think they're just – they're, this is their year. You know, I yeah, that's it, it's it could be one of those things where it's like destiny written in the stars, like Ray Lewis retiring. My decision on why the NFC has to keep him out is because it's too hard to beat, man. We're talking about a quarterback who's so efficient. He's so efficient with his time management, his decision making, and the passes he can make. I believe it's remarkable. Yeah, he laid a dud this last week against the Niners, but 
You play the Niners again. I got him beating the Niners. I'm telling you that. Mm. I think mm. it's too tough to beat. So I don't see none of these guys beating him, to be honest with you, other than that mountain lion in New Orleans of Drew Brees. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm going to take a different approach in the NFC West, man, or in the NFC. I'm going to go with uh, NFC West team for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with 49ers. Okay. Uh, they've, they've been great defensively. You know, I might be a little bit on the hype train, you know, undefeated. They, they haven't really uh, – they haven't shown anything in the past. This is like their first year as a full team. So I'm, I'm just going to jump on it. Why not? Sure. Uh, Richard Sherman's always been one of my favorite players. And they look like a complete team. Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not asking him to be Tom Brady. They're not asking him to be Russell Wilson. He's just a game manager. And he excels at being a game manager. Here's my thing. My, my question is to you is we're not asking him to do that. But there's going to be times where he's going to have to do that. Will he be able to do that? I feel like. My thing is to shoot with the Niners is there's a lot of play action involved, you know, and I feel like they, if they, if you close down the run on them, you can really take away from their pass because a lot of their pass is built like how the Rams are similarly misdirection, play action, uh, you know, three step drops very quick. Just they're not, he's not, uh, Jimmy G is not going to drop back seven foot step drop back right now and sling the ball and a two-minute warning for you right now. I just don't see that compared to a Drew Brees, an Aaron Rodgers, you know, a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes. He's not that guy. And he's right. going to be that's do that thing. And I'm telling you, just like that's why I'm keeping the Minnesota Vikings out of this whole list. Minnesota Vikings are just as complete as anybody on these lists. But that quarterback is going to keep them out because he's going to be asked to do that same thing. So, I mean, okay, so when we're comparing them to, say, like the Minnesota Vikings, uh, would you say that San Francisco is more of a complete team than Minnesota, for example? I believe it depends which Minnesota Vikings teams we get because that's the problem mm-hmm. with the Minnesota Vikings. They have looked like the best team in football at least. They really have. Mm-hmm. They are so complete sometimes. Problem is, is they're only complete when they play to their identity, and they leak from their identity a lot lately. And when they do that, they, I think they're one of the most underrated teams, to be honest with you, the Minnesota Vikings. If they can stick to their identity, if, they, if you're playing them at Minnesota, that is a tough, tough. Next to New Orleans, that might be the toughest place to play. Mm-hmm. I think I see. I seen a stat the other day, something about uh, Minnesota Vikings over the last two years. Their their difference between playing at home versus playing outdoors. Like if they play in another dorm away that they play, their offensive uh, output is similar. But when they play outdoors, it's just completely diminished. They, they struggle to play in outdoor stadiums. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, so my Super Bowl pick will be, it's the Chiefs and the Saints. And I got the Saints winning. I got Drew Brees walking out on top. How about you? Saints, oof. Uh, well, I didn't even finish my NFC. I picked 49ers, and uh, I mean, Saints, that's my second pick uh, for the NFC. So I'll, I'll finish it. I'll go. Should I go Baltimore? That's too much of a risk, man. But Patriots is the safe pick. Hey, bro. We're not here to make safe picks. We're here to make educated picks. Go with your heart and your mind. <laughs> my heart and my mindset, Space Race. They're the best team in football. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm picking – the only reason I'm really going Kansas City over Patriots is because I'm like, you know what, that those two teams are phenomenal teams. It's a toss-up. You know what, I got to believe in Patrick Mahomes. He just got – Okay. Has, well, yeah. I'll, he's I'll, won me over. So I, I have the Patriots beating. I got, I got Mahomes getting the, the best of Tom Brady this year. 
I'll go. I'll go then. Patriots versus Saints, and I'm gonna pick the Saints to win it. Just as as that redemption, you know, they've been so close yet so far the last two years. I think I think this might be Saints here. I agree. Okay. Um, you want to go into the matchups? Matchups. All right. Let's let's dig into that. All right. Hold up. Let's. Okay. So while we when we do these matchups, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you a little recap coming into this week's matchup for each team that's in this matchups. So the first week we got Sultan and Bear. Now Sultan is coming off a huge win. Huge win. Huge, huge win for him. One point win. Very clutch. Very, very season changing. Um, Bear, unfortunately, has, you know, come off a season repetitive game for him. <laughs> he's, you know, he's in the stinker. So, I mean... There's not much left for Bear but to play spoiler. And, you know, if there's any person in this seat, in this league that loves to spoil things, it is Bear. So I'm sure he still will bring it, bring a fight this week. Sultan beat Airfat. That was a big win, and I think Sultan's got Patrick Mahomes coming back. That is huge, huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Best quarterback in the game. I think it's a close matchup between these two. I see, though, Sultan pulling it out, especially with Melvin Gordon looking like a Melvin Gordon of the old showing us some flashes. He's got Godwin. He's got Watkins. He's got Mahomes. He's got Kelsey. I believe he can pull it out. You know, I got Sultan point in this game against Bear. That's that's such an easy pick, man. It's so easy to pick against Bear. <laughs> He's been so bad. Le'Veon's been playing well recently, but uh, it's still like he doesn't have that complete team. It, it doesn't seem like the the mentality is there. It's just kind of like you know how the Lions they don't have that mentality. Uh, it's the same thing. Or he's he's like Arsenal. Uh, like he's looking to make the playoffs. He he's a legitimate contender this year. And for him to make it, he has to win these types of games. So I'm gonna go with Sultan in this one, man. This is a, this is an easy pick. Like next, next. Wow. <laughs> next, we got a battle. We got a huge battle for you in the next game. We've got the Killers Sheet. Versus Hail Airy for the win, Airfat, the defending champ. Both teams coming off tough, tough losses. Tough, brutal losses. Um, Sheed probably more brutal than Airfat's because of his, the impact on the season, obviously. Um, Sheed lost in a game that he was highly favorite. Probably should have won that game, but unfortunately, bad luck situations. Things happen, you know, it's fantasy, we know it. He, Sonny caught him slipping and he got him. Big loss for Sheed, big loss. Puts him at four and five. You know, puts him in a in a real tough bind for these next four weeks. Airfat, very tough loss. But in fairness to Airfat, he had a lot of buys. This was not an expected win to him. He, you know, it's, it's one of those where you think if you win, that's what makes you a ten win team versus a nine win team. So, very brutal loss for Airfat, but it is what it is. I think he um, will be fine. Obviously, um, I in this game, looking at these two, you know, it's a must win for both because Airfat is still chasing that bye week, and we know Vicky's right on his tail. Sheed really desperately needs this win. Personally, I see Airfat, man. I see Airfat. Airfat's really, you know, people have been bad. We've been kind of, you know, downplaying this team all year, but we haven't realized this team hasn't fully been together with his quarterback and everything. He's got that nice receiver combo, obviously. He gets violent from his Freeman. I believe Airfat right now, you know, he's going to have a big week, to be honest with you. I think I love his matchups. I think Airfet has a big week. I think Airfet beats Sheed this week. Um, it'll be a tough loss for Sheed, for Sheed if it does happen. 
going into next week, he really can't afford this since next week is an all Green Bay buy for him. So it's a tough week for him. Um, it'll be tough. So it's going to be close, but I do see Airfed actually beating the sheet in this one. What about you, Austin? Man, man, this this is a, a game of reckoning, man, because Airfed, if he loses this game, all of a sudden he lost four out of five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And. But the flip side of that is right now, Sheed has already lost the last four out of five. Uh, he slipped out of playoff contention. He was he was hot at the beginning of the season, man, scoring 180. I think he has a league lead in most points in one week. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, I don't know what happened, man. He lost to Sonny without David Johnson. Yeah. The guy had zero points. The guy forgot that he was playing Thursday night, and he still lost to that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think that there's or that that curse is for real, bro. I think uh, <laughs> he's been say the sheet. I think it is really because in that time period, I don't know, man. Honest, he's had Devontae Adams being out. He's had bye weeks all across his running backs. He's had tight ends issues falling in and out. You know, he's got a problem with the air with um, AJ Green. He made some good moves throughout the season. I. I, I, I don't want to say that it's Shade has been just cursed or something. I think he's ran into some unfortunate luck, to be honest. And he's gotten lucky, too. He won a game against Ayah. He shouldn't have won. Um, maybe this is just, you know, fantasy evening itself out. It tends to do that sometimes. So maybe, you know, that's what this last loss to she- Sani was, was getting him back for the win he had against Ayah. It is what it is. I just, I'm not so quick <laughs> to rule out Shade like everyone else is. I still see the potential in his team. I see, obviously, risks in his team with the Chubb and having Hunt coming back. But, you know, some bias in coming up forward. AJ Green is still a huge question mark. But I still, I, I like Sheed's team. I res- You know, I really do. And I, I, I'm not ruling them out anytime soon. You know, I would not be shocked at all if Sheed wins this week. This this is a game that Arafat wins uh, as, I, th- I just, I can't see Sheed winning it. Nope. Like, it's not that good. <laughs> it's not looking Arafat good. makes a full statement that it's yeah. our best team in the league. You know what I mean? Record, he's had that record there. Points, he maybe he's not like there. But I think when we always talk power rankings, we always, like, Airfat has been left in the middle tier. But these last couple of weeks, like, he's shown a lot. And I think this is the week that it's a statement, massive game for him to put mm-hmm. a team out of its misery and especially be the GOAT, you know? Right. This 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 has the makings of, of – uh... Uh, a Monday night game again for <laughs> for uh, Airfat every week. But yep. Um, so I got Airfat. You got who? Uh, I'm gonna go Airfat. Uh, let me give the score for this one. I'm gonna go 140 to 122. Fair. Good. Fair. Good. Airfet. Good. Good. My prediction would probably be around the 145 to about 130. I think. I think over. Uh, yeah. About the same. Same discrepancy. Yep. Um. Let's go into the third matchup of the week, guys. And our third matchup of the week is, oh, if there is one of one matchup that I would love to just watch the two managers sit in a room and talk for 10 minutes, this is the matchup to talk about. And it is Sonny versus the juiciest of the shoes, Haya. <laughs> we know these two have a history. We know how these two feel about each other. Okay, and this is a matchup that we got to – dive right into the both coming off big wins let me tell you sonny has shown life sonny has yes. shown life he won that game and that's a huge game sometimes he sneak those out and he's got Kamara coming back he's got david johnson coming back you know 
we don't know what, what the future holds, but Sonny, you can make a big statement this week. You can make a huge league notice this week. He wins this week. He shuts everybody he up. <laughs> he gets an apology from you for your last podcast. <laughs> I didn't go that hard I'm on just him, saying. Let's keep ourselves honest here, guys. Um, we got Hayat. Hayat is losing Watson this week. That is a thing. You know, he has mentioned it about 100 times in the chat that Watson was going to be on bye. So I had to acknowledge that for him. So that's, you know, there's your little two-bit, Hayat. Um, he's got a good pickup, I think, with Tannehill. I think Hayat's team, you know, I'll be honest with you about Hayat's team. Hayat's team, since week two, I've been saying Hayat's team is the most comp- complete, most complete, most complete. And I watched, and I'm like, he's the most complete. But you know what we're realizing? We're saying that I feel like Hayat's team gets a lot of name bias to it. And when mm-hmm. I say name bias, I'm talking about Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen's hot mm. streak was phenomenal, but we're valuing him. When we look at Hayat's team right away, even Yahoo's projection, when they look at Hayat's team, they're valuing Keenan Allen at his week one, two, three. But let's be real. Keenan Allen in the last five weeks has not been a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. Whether you believe it or not, I mean, Keenan Allen from weeks four all the way to week nine has hit double digits twice. And it was only 10 and 12. Wow. Exactly. Keenan Allen has been very disappointed. In and now on the flip side, he does have Cooper Cup, who's been absolutely a gem to make up for that. Yep. But that's what I'm saying. So when we look at Cooper Cup and we see that and we think, oh, Keenan Allen is a monster too. We got to just remember, keep him basis, you know? Um, but he does obviously have, have Barkley and Ingram and Kittle. He has a very complete team. Sonny on the flip side, he has potential in his team. He really does. I do see the potential in his team. But I just think Hayat's team is a lot. And I think Hayat wins this week. This is a huge week for Hayat. This is a win streak week, you know. And he can put himself, solidify, and maybe make a, a, his stride towards a bye starting this week. So this is a week for Hayat. What about you? Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen does is known to just have his three, four, five game like bursts of like you know twenty five, thirty, forty five points. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be one of those weeks where it happens again. He's playing Oakland Thursday night. Uh, right, right. Uh, one one of the underrated moves of this entire league for two managers, I think, was uh, the Cooper Cup for a Russell Wilson trade. I think it benefited both managers phenomenally. Hayats is one of the more yeah. It's uh, Great lineup change, man. I mean, it was just a great outset. I think people forget from the outset. Marvin Jones in that deal, you know. Oh yeah, got Marvin Jones in that deal. The old did not lose out as much as people think is good. Marvin Jones is always in the storylines in our league, no matter what. Seems like, as we all know, with the history, Sheed, I'm talking to you. Uh, Who's your pick for this game? You picked uh, Hayat. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I feel I feel like this could be a blow up game for for Sani, but the problem is he ha- his tight end was just ruled out today, Evan Ingram, and Brandon Cooks is is flex, so he doesn't really have any options there. And I think his best player is on your team. And his yeah, come on, man. Sorry, low, but I wasn't here last week. I wasn't here here last week, guys. You know I had to think about that. <laughs> uh, go ahead with your pick, Austin. Uh, Hayat, man, Hayat. I'm gonna go. Hayat's not gonna score. Uh, crazy amount. My my, that's my guess. He has a few question marks, uh, but Mark Ingram is going to be great. I'll go one forty Hayat to one thirty Sonny. Okay, okay. I think you're going a little higher. Than I would probably going to go one twenty Hayat. 
high 90s, low 100s for some. Yeah. Jeez. Like you said, he's got a lot of injuries. Yeah. You know? And he doesn't have the quarterback to just carry him for one game. Jared Goff has got a... You know who I noticed this week, man? Uh, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. That dude can play. He's talented. Very talented. Yeah, phenomenal Amazing. touchdown grab. You seen that? Brandon Allen's first team. Yeah. That was phenomenal. All right, what's the next matchup? matchup of the week? We got this guy right here by him right speaking to you guys, Alex himself. Okay. Versus Doe, a sneaky. Doe, the very sneaky, sneaky guy of himself in this league. He's been very sneaky all year, honestly. Those very underrated, and this last week he kind of, he's coming in hot for you, Alves. He's coming in off a hundred and seventy-one point outburst. Now, in fairness, that outburst did come against Khalid, and we all know that most teams' outbursts every season comes against Khalid, known as one of the league's worst defensive teams in history. Khalid is probably known in this league fantasy wide as like a Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Okay. You know, he's always known to get you that blowout games. So maybe that was just what it was for Doe. Who knows? We got Aus and Doe. Doe, man, Aus, man, you came off a pretty tough loss, but you had some, you know, buys. You you know, your quarterback was out. Um, you know, Aus, you really have come into a real nice identity for yourself. You've saved your team. I really got to give you respect for some of the management moves you've made. You acquired Mike Evans. That was a phenomenal deal. Um, David Montgomery, you were going to jump ship, but you didn't. You held your guns. That's a great management move. Um, you know what? Remind me about the management moves because there was a couple I wanted to go over about Sultans earlier that I didn't. I'll, I'll, I'll regress back to that mm. at the end, but right now let me finish out with you. I think you solidified with a tight end house. You did a great job. You got your identity with your receivers. On the opposing end, we got Doe. Doe's got Russell Wilson. You're always in it. If you got Russell Wilson, you always are in it. He's having that type of year. Tyreek Hill is an absolute gem. Always will be. Marvin Jones has been sneaky good. Doe, this is where Doe Booms are bust, and it's his running backs. When his running backs score, Doe is a um. You do not want to play Doe. If those running backs get you get him fifteen a week, you do not want to be playing Doe. I'm telling you that right now. You know, but do those running backs get him fifteen? It's you know Derrick Henry and Matt Brado. Very inconsistent with those two. His tight end's been a gem. Um, this one, personally, I see Aus winning this game. Getting back on the winning ways and pulling it out. Alice, you always do just enough to pull out wins when you really, really need them. This is one of the spots, and I see you doing it. Um, personally, in this game, I got Alice. Honestly, you're win- I got you winning about 125 to like a 115, 120. It'd be, it's going to be a very close fight between you two both. Of course, it's going to come down. To- <laughs> that, that sounds like my type of win. Yourself, <laughs> how do you feel about this matchup? Man, I'm legit. It's so scary playing against looking at Russell Wilson, Tyreek Hill, and Marvin Jones because just recently all of these guys have scored 50 points. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's scary. Okay. Yeah. So just he has, he's a, he's got a complete team. Like he's, he really completed his team after the Antonio Brown disaster. Um, Doesn't really have any big bye weeks to contend with. Neither do I. my biggest issue is my running back and not necessarily my RB1 because I feel like Montgomery finally, hell yeah. Yeah. We don't even need to discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> but my RB2 is going to be a backup running back for the rest of the season. It's either going to be Royce Freeman, Latavius Murray, or um, Kareem Hunt. 
and they're all three of them are backup running backs. That's where I, I'm I'm weak at. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I obviously I hope I win. I'm going to need a big blowout from my my two receivers. That's going to be what I'm going to be relying on for the rest of the season. Uh, week twelve, whoever I'm playing week twelve, my it's Mike Evans versus Julio Jones. Uh, New Orleans, or I'm sorry, uh, Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. That game, um, my team. Shoot out. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I play week twelve? Air fat. Why would you pick us? You gotta. Me, uh, I'm I'm gonna pick myself to win. Um, yeah, I, I try to be as unbiased as possible, but uh, I feel like this. I'm comfortably gonna win this week, one thirty-five to one twenty-five. Nice, nice. Um, next matchup we go to is our league favorite, Hadid with Hope versus McAfee. McAfee, hi, Osman. <laughs> <laughs> um, this matchup is, you know. Obviously, we're facing – we got two tails and Osman. Now, Khalid, Khalid, man, what happened, man? Khalid, every year, man, I just feel like every year, come on, Khalid. Something, you got to give something, man. You you came into this league strong-footed, saying you're not going to trade with nobody. You're going to stand your ground. You're going to not make the same mistakes you made from the past. And what happened, Khalid? God, I just look at him and I'm just like, some of the moves that I feel like he makes, he tries to minimize the how much he's maximizing. When you're doing one for one early in the year, I think that's cost fight until this day. Um, you know, he's got no quarterback. I'm partially the. He had a bye week. Adam was supposed to pick up a quarterback. He put in place for a quarterback. In stipulation to that, he was supposed to pick up some quarterback so my opponent couldn't, you know, and he unfortunately didn't pick up any quarterback that he would even want to start. And now he's gone back on the trade. So that he's put himself in a little bit of a bind. He's playing, and unfortunately, it's coming to the best team in the league. And he's the person that put that person in the bind. So there you go. Uh, with these two games, I, <laughs> game by a landslide. Um, I see Khalid putting up at least, you know, one, probably about 100 to 110, maybe to one more early, low 120s. Swan will keep his winning ways. He'll be in the 140s, 150s. Um, Lamar Jackson will probably end up being the highest scoring quarterback this week in fantasy. He's playing the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going to blow up and run on all of them. Um, McCaffrey's playing the Packers. There's too much of Spawn in this game. Um, yeah. Man, Spawn's going to flex his dominance this game, man. Mm-hmm. He's the number one team all year for a reason, or pretty much all year. Right. And he, he, he won this game on Wednesday at 3.30 a.m. when he screwed the plan over. Yep. And in turn, screwed over Khaled. <laughs> and screwed over a lot of people. And we'll get to that on the topic, guys. Yep. <laughs> it's just absolutely incredible. This is how it happens year after year. Well, how was, how, who's your pick for this one? Man, are you serious? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Let's not waste another breath. Okay, so we both got right. we both got a smile with the biggest blowout of the week. Probably 60-point favorite. Obviously. Yep. Um, Final matchup, and the matchup that everybody wants to hear about, of course, is yours okay. truly. And I'm playing my rival, my new Vicky. Okay, for me, Vicky has been probably one of the top teams in the league easily. Fortunately for me, his whole team seems to have not come with him this week against me. They're all on bye. You got Brady on a bye, Adam on a bye, Hopkins on a bye, Fournette on a bye. Yeah. Okay, I thought I lost you there. All right, but yeah, so I got a. Lot, he's got a lot of buys on here. Um, you know, for me. I still see my team as a playoff team. I see myself as a playoff manager. It'd be a brutal game because even though Vicky's all these guys on a bye, Vicky's one of the deepest teams in here. Like Osman's probably got the most player power, but Vicky's by far the deepest team. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's got both his running. He's got 
three running backs on a bye, two quarter, two receivers on a bye, and he's still starting Emmanuel Sanders, Jalen Samuels, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley. I'm like, Darren <laughs> Waller, this guy's got – this team that Vicky's starting against me is as good as some of the teams starting right now. And he, that's not with all his guys on bye. That's ridiculous. That's very impressive on him, on his end. Um, this is a very close game. I do see myself pulling it up because I do got – you know, this is a must win. If I don't win this game, I don't deserve to be in the playoffs to be flat out with you guys because this is a game I should win and I need to win. So, I mean, I got to go and ride with my side. You know, I'm facing injuries. That's an issue to me. You know, whatever it is, everyone faces in- injuries. Can't make that excuse. This is fantasy. We know better. I got myself in this one winning 130 to the mid 115, 116, something around that ballpark. What about you, Austin? Good stuff, bro. I, I like that pick. I like it. That's that's very well broken down. And it's it's crazy. When you look at his team, you go down his bench, every single one of his players is by. Yes. Yeah. Every single one. And these are these are great players on by too. Brady, Edelman, Hopkins, Fournette, Hyde, Howard. Top wow. players at, at their positions. Exactly. Uh and somehow he has Josh Allen again. Leave it for later. Somehow he has Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Calvin Ridley is not a bad option. Man, this Vicky, I don't know how he does it. But the, the problem with Vicky isn't right now. The problem with Vicky is later in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, man, goals. Dallas is a tough matchup. Huh, say that again. Casper the friendly goals. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Go ahead, tell him. Tell him why you call him the ghost. Um, because you know, Vicky's always an elite fantasy player. He's always an elite team. He's always competitive. He's always trash talking. Well, now this year he started the trash talking a lot more, but he's always been talking. He's always been interactive, <coughs> all the way until about week thirteen, week fourteen, <clears throat> and week thirteen, week fourteen. I think Vicky thinks the fantasy season ends week fourteen because at that point it seems like his team just packs up and goes home every year. Um, you know, he's always in the playoffs, but unfortunately, that's all about where he's at. <laughs> you know, and he, disappears. You know, and he just disappears like a ghost. But he's such a nice guy. So, yep. You know, I've dubbed him Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> that's great. Only in our league can, can these kind of nicknames come Hilarious. up. Um, but yeah, go ahead with you. Okay, man. Uh, the, the only tough part for me, man, is that you got that Sunday night game, Dallas and Minnesota, and you have a couple players from Minnesota, and they're, they're a lot of your heavy hitters. Um, Dallas Dallas has a tendency on these like kind of primetime games to slow it down so the offensive team. Uh, but this this is your type of game, man. This is Everybody is watching it. Everybody knows this is a huge game. Uh, and this, these are the type of games where you come out. You're like the, the David Beckham of our league, bro. You're you, the center of the universe. So, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll got some good matchups, man. Zach Pascal versus Miami. Say that again, T. We'll touch into why you say that in the next uh, part, chapter of this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. up. Go ahead. Uh, Zach Pascal versus Miami. That's really nice. Uh, you got to hope for uh, more than his projection, was, which is currently set at seven and a half. Uh, if he drops you a nice 15, 20. Yeah. No, I think his projections are just not adequate just because, I mean, he is filling in for T.Y. Paris Campbell is out. Marlon Max had injuries. Uh, Dolphins, I don't even think the Dolphins still have a corner on their team. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, 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 I would love him to blow up in this game, but unfortunately, Bursette is hurt. So, I mean, Hoyer. He did drop some good numbers with Hoyer, 
You know, one thing about Pasano, I'll be honest, he's a big body, amazingly talented receiver. I'm actually starting him because I believe in him this week. And I'm doing the same thing with Devontae Parker. You know, Devontae Parker got other injuries around him, and I think he's in a game where I don't know if he's going to blow up or not, but I, I, I like these guys. I'm starting to trust the guy and not the, you know, situation. I'm starting to just trust the person, you know. Same thing with Devin Singletary. Oh, man, Devin Singletary is like your David Montgomery, exactly. man. Exactly. But yeah, but yeah, that's what we're doing. Let's dive into it. Go ahead, make your pick, and let's dive. Uh, T, uh, I'm going to pick you. Uh, I'll go. I think this is going to be another low performance or low point game. Uh, 130. No, not even 130. I'll go 115 yep. to 110. Mm, sounds like my kind of game <laughs> this season. Um, all right, guys, we're nearing towards the end of this podcast. We're going to end it today with our hot topic of the day and the week. And it's something that we yeah. and us have been talking about all day in these in these matchups quietly. It's affected all these teams, as you can tell. Only me in the center of the league's attention, I guess. I brought the whole league together in this week. As you can tell, like I was saying, we were playing I'm playing Vicky. And as I told you, he's on a bye all this team. Now Vicky had one position this week empty. And that was his quarterback position, the most important position in fantasy football. We all know that. The one that's very limited, there's only a certain amount of quarterbacks, correct? Now, he had one position to pick him up. Now, Vicky, we got to step back and tell you what Vicky did the week before. Jalen Samuels was a free agent. James Conner obviously went down. Vicky put all his bid money on Jan- Jalen Samuels, which was a kind of a intriguing you know, thing to do because he bid $27 where me, James Conner, owner, only have 19 So bidding that much and bidding all your money on a running back that you already have five of, it's, it was a very questionable move for me. And, you know, I looked to exploit it this week because he doesn't have a quarterback. A bit of a dollar will get, win anybody a quarterback. Vicky has been a formidable team all year, high scoring, winning. He's five and four. So he's got – and our league is very, very close. Now, certain teams, I, you know, realize that me winning, me being so behind in points doesn't pose a threat to certain teams that are trying to make these playoff runs. Because right now in fantasy, we know one thing about fantasy, every win matters and it brings out the worst in us. So yes, I reached out to other teams and I said, hey, pick up a quarterback because him not having a quarterback will benefit you. And me, both of us, me winning benefits you. I was a sly. I got hustled. Okay. Because I got, I thought I pulled a master move, but I was playing checkers while Osman was playing chess. Move on me, and you know, he um told me that he was going to bid for Josh Allen. So I thought I had Osman on board of taking a quarterback to mess Vicky up, and that would make sense because Osman had the most to gain out of Vicky falling out. Vicky is the only one in points contention with Osman, and they play each other in the next week. So if Vicky, if somehow, some way, Osman loses another game, we know fantasy how things can happen. If that happens and Vicky wins and, you know, Vicky plays him or something, there's a way Osman could potentially pull out, but whatever. So I thought that's what it would fit him. We got everybody on the league aboard. Everybody that could have benefited from Vicky to lose was on board to pick up a quarterback. Everybody with it. We all put our bids. We all did our thing. Now, tell me how I wake up in the morning and Josh Allen, which was the top quarterback free agent available, ends up on Vicky's team. <laughs> and the person that I told him 
pick up Josh Allen was Osman. I guess I didn't, it never crossed my mind to think about that Osman is playing Khalid. And Khal- Osman told me Josh Allen. So Khalid wouldn't pick up Josh Allen. Because I told him that we're all picking up a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. So I told Khalid that he's picking up Josh Allen. Khalid did a bit on him. And that's what's happened. And that's what's led us to this hot topic of the day. What do you guys think? Do you think a person asking somebody to do something like that, that could potentially benefit you, is it really a sly move like that or is it something barbaric? Or do you see it in fantasy football? Because to me, it's something I've been playing fantasy football for 12 years and it's something we all do. You and she did it earlier to me this year. You know, we all, I don't know what you're talking about. We all do these things. You touched on it a couple weeks ago when Sonny was playing a court, playing a team and they needed a tight end and Sonny didn't pick up the tight end. We all know and we love it for it. <laughs> That's the house. Uh, I mean, first things first, you gave what the people what they wanted. You, you've acknowledged that you got hustled, and it happens, man. It's, Usman, Usman was playing chess. He, he surprised everybody uh-huh. with that move. You, just phenomenal play call, and it happens, man. You, you got to move on from it. Uh, honestly, I thought, uh, I, I thought it was brilliant, you, the move on your part. You, you mapped it out to every single quarterback, down to Ryan Finley. Yeah. <laughs> you you assigned every player to pick up a quarterback, and you were planning on picking up five quarterbacks yourself. So you so your opponent can't have a quarterback, which is um <laughs> done in fantasy football. It, it's it's a brilliant move if you're capable of doing it, and you were. It just unfortunately it just didn't work yeah, out. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like. It. I was thinking about picking up defense, so Doe can't start one. Exactly. But a defense, a defense doesn't matter as much as a quarterback, though. Exactly. I hit him where it hurts. Right. Man, I wish it worked. I, I, I wish it worked and Vicky got uh, messed up because of it. It would have been fun that, if teams started to pay some help. But let me tell you something, bro. You, man, Usman's going to pay for this down the line. He will. He will. It's, it's going to come back. And it's going to come back in a brutal way. You will pay for this, Usman, one way or another. I spent <laughs> I put a spell in the eye on you, Usman. Oh. Just <laughs> years ago, not to make the playoff, I'll do the same to you. I'm telling you. But <laughs> it is what it is. We live and we learn. Okay, going forward. In this. You know, you guys got to remember this dog eat dog. And one thing I've always respected, one thing you guys can love or hate me in this league, but everyone always respects me. I always am a guy that comes with different tactics, different strategies, and I'm always trying to hustle and I'm always trying to get on something. Mm-hmm. And that's how fantasy football is, and that's that's the that's what we play in. We know that's how fantasy football is. It's always dog eat dog, you know. And that's why you love it. I'm gonna change my ways of doing what I do because that's how I've had the success that I've had. And I've done the things that I've done, you know? Um, nice guys finish last, and it is what it is. Uh, you definitely you know? have an identity. You have a name for yourself, man. Everybody you knows know, it. you got to be a villain. you got to be a... <laughs> but honestly, I love everyone, how they do it. Everybody's We got, you know, crazy rivalries across the board. This year, we're acting in the chat today. Mm-hmm. That, you know, 
and happiness to know at least, even if it's at my expense, if it brings the 12th and last final person to be interactive in the league, I'm happy. Because that's exactly the core reason of this league is to have 12 dedicated, 12 dedicated, dedicated, dedicated people that listen to these podcasts and do all these things. And absolutely each other's guts to win. That's what we want. Uh, the greatest, fiercest rivalry in a in a fantasy football league, and I think we're developing that more and more every year. Hell yeah! To be at the center of that by having a rivalry with everybody. Um, but that's my final points. Uh, until next week, guys. I think this was a great uh, podcast. I hope you guys learned something about our league a little bit more and more. Um, Alex, do you got any closing remarks? Uh, follow me on Instagram, Hazard Alex. It's spelled A W S S. Oh. One last thing, I promised that I would touch back on this subject. Is oh yeah, so fun. You had some management moves that I really appreciated and like holding on to Melvin Gordon, holding your guns. But the fifty-one on Jimmy G, you made me eat dog. You know, but mm. so I'll give you respect for that move. It paid off in dividends when you needed at most against high against Airfat. So congratulations, that was a great move on you. I really I like it, man. The Melvin Gordon, I like it. Uh, the Village move was a little questionable on your end. So you made me take a step back on showing you so much love. But you did a great job, man. So I give you some shout-outs and love right there. But, uh, yep. Okay, and that ends uh, that ends our sponsored segment. Today's sponsored is Ali Sultan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> That's right. Only, only if he pays us, do show him up. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, thank you, guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed this show, and tune in next week. Peace. Yeah. Peace.